everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and thank you for hanging out today. Hey, also thank you for how you are leaving reviews, comments over on iTunes. It's just so cool to see how this is meeting you in new ways and what God is showing you. I read all of them, and they do make a difference. They do help this podcast to get found and showing up in people's health feeds of podcasts. So thank you for being a part of being missional with us. That's amazing. So today I'm going to be talking to you about safety. Uh, The question, is God safe? I feel like God has been showing me some new insights into my lack of safety, lack of safety growing up. I share a little bit with you like how Um, Just being reflective of my childhood and really, truly how I personally never felt safe. And what does it mean to be safe? We also need to define safety in a new way because is God safe? Yes and no, right? (laughs) Talk about the hurt and the pain that comes. This is a precursor episode to something that's coming up really soon here um and you know we we like to keep you moving we like to keep you training we like to see you be still and know and be loved absolutely please be doing that but this is an everyday training in godliness and so uh, we always ask god Lord, how where are you doing where are you moving how can we be following with what you're doing and coming up here really soon we will be launching our next or i want to say the new Um, faith and fitness challenge but more than a faith fitness challenge this is a movement kind of saying do you let's let's all just like raise our banner for freedom and then move towards it as a people a body of people families on mission to move towards wholeness that God has already gone before us that we can follow so this New challenge coming up um, is really more about a movement that you want to say yes to. Really, we don't care if the scale moves. Uh, that would be great, but it's also going to be an act of grace and a, a movement of the spirit. Nobody needs more movement of the flesh. We want to move with the spirit. So keep your emails, keep an eye on your emails. If you have done our seven-day detox, our free detox, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, you will be the first to know it's coming very soon, and it will require or suggest that you have a copy of the wellness revelation our book that just released on august 8th so pick up the book revelationwellness.org book and get a copy i think you can get it now um, on sale for like 11 bucks 11 bucks eight weeks we will train it's going to be a part of the movement we are on so get yourself ready and get in gear the um the movement to participate with us to train with with me and a host of other amazing leaders um, it's a pick your price event. You have any donation amount will get you into this upcoming challenge. You will learn more about it soon. I will talk more about it. Just know it's coming. It will start sign up, start September 1st. So be ready. Don't miss. And they will close September 15th. We have to close it so that we can move together well and that you can start at the beginning with us and finish well too. All right. Well, I hope I piqued your interest. I'm positive this podcast. If you grew up in a home, uh, if you're wondering why you have a hard time trusting God, um, feeling like, you know, why do I keep doing the same thing over? I'm telling you, safety has something to do. It has 
everything to do with it at the base level. So let's talk about it today and get our hearts ready because God is in a good mood over you. I'll see you next time. Peace. All you're going to gain, renewed mind, and that is training. If you think that following God means it's all done and easy, we got to think again. It's, it's, a, it's a work. It's a destination. It's a race. Every day we're going faithfully in the same direction, but you have the right to be whole. Okay, that's what I want to see happen. Hi, Ron. Hey, you guys, as you're coming in. All right, so get the book. If you're going to join that movement, you want to be a part of the movement, be sure to go get the book. You can go to revelationwellness.org slash book. It's right there. And we are going to move as a body of people. Like we're going. I have a feeling we're going to have, I think, at least probably a thousand or so people that are going to be in on this movement. And that I want to see as you. Okay. All right, so today I'm coming in. I have a message for you because this is a precursor. I want you to know something. You need to know this in order to even con- to think about change because that's really, I'm a personal trainer. The fitness people, that's really what you like. You like to know you're not stuck. You like to know that you can move. It's a whole like impetus, kind of the desire behind us is we don't want to feel stuck. We don't want to be, you know, we can only take so much time laying down or sitting down or being stuck, sick in bed. We want to move. We want to know like, hey, there's still life to be lived. I can keep moving out. And the word emotion, as you break it down in the Greek, means to move out. Like I can move, I can emote, I can move out. Whatever's in me can move out. And we love change, right? We go, I don't want to be stuck here. I want to change. I want to transform. Yes or no? You, I, I think that's a yes. Let me know if that excites you at all. Put some type of emoji in that you are up for change. That's what you love. That you don't just want to be the same person you were today that you were yesterday. And nobody is, right? We're all a little older. Um, you feel a little different each day. Some days my joints feel more tired than others. Some days I feel more stress. It's always changing. The truth is we like control. We would like to not have change. If we could, we would just control it as much as we could, right? But change requires a release, a surrender. An, I'm going to not take as much control because if you have, show of hands, if you've tried to control and it actually changed and lasted, it can change, but it doesn't often last because we're white knuckling it, because we're bringing our own game to it. We're trying to outsmart nature. (laughs) When nature says the minute you tell yourself you can't, you will want. Amen. Truth. All right. So the thing about change requires a loss of control. Loss of control, real change, lasting change. Okay. So again, you can go over, lose weight if you control it really hard. Did it for years as a fitness professional, but didn't transform anybody. It didn't set them free. That must mean Change requires a loss of control. What's up? Now I'm blowing some minds. People don't like this. You can share this podcast right now or share. I'm actually turning into a podcast. You can share this Facebook Live and make everyone uncomfortable because nobody wants to lose control. And I titled this podcast or this Facebook Live, Is God Safe? Because I'm not interested in losing control because I will not feel safe. But then God asked me, to lose control. 
to surrender, right? We've heard that, the serenity prayer. People that are addicts, they kind of go, I gotta, I gotta surrender. I'm found out. I need grace. I need something greater than myself. And that loss of control makes us feel not safe. So is God safe? Because if I don't feel safe in the loss of my control, I won't abide. I won't obey. I, I won't be obedient. I won't say yes. Like I'm going to pick up my ball and go home because then I'll just go back and build my castle by myself, lock everyone out and stay safe. But here's the truth. And C.S. Lewis says it best. I love C.S. Lewis. That no heart is safe. If you want to get through life and be safe, then you're going to need to box up your heart and give it to nobody. You will need not even an animal. He says, don't give it to an animal. Don't give it to anything breathing because it will hurt you. It will die. It will change. And it has the power or has the ability to hurt you. So that's where, this is what it's all about, friends. This all comes down to God restoring relationship on the earth between himself, you, and you with others. Relationship. But relationships aren't safe because I can't control them. I've tried. Ask my husband. I've tried. Doesn't work. Actually causes more friction than friendship. So will I be willing to lose control? But if I trust that God is safe. Now, so that's the question. Is God safe? Huh. We're going to need to redefine what we think safe is. Right? Because if I say the word safety, you already have some things, of some expectations of what safety should mean. The Webster definition says the condition of being protected from or unlikely to cause danger, risk, or injury. So the condition of being protected from danger, risk, or injury, as well as I'm less likely to suffer from that danger, risk, or injury, right? Listen, I'm a parent. Oh my gosh. I, my son is driving now fully. He actually drove my daughter to school today. Like I didn't carpool today, people. What's up? New day. It's a new day. But I'm freaked out of my mind because I want him to be so safe. Like if I could do, I am trying to do, we are so like invested in this that we even, we bought, we did all our research. We bought him the safest car. We made sure it has like safety features in it that it will tell him if it veers into another lane, it'll ding, 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 ding. Like it does, I was driving it the other day and I felt like I was driving in a video game because it would like kept dinging and whizzing and tell him I realized boy I'm a pretty bad driver because <laughs> I've like it will tell you if you don't turn your blinker on it will it'll bark at you if you swerve it's gonna bark at you. if you get too close to the car in front of you it's gonna bark at you so I'm like wow I was saying to my husband you know it'd be awesome if they actually gave you a score at the end of each time you drove the car like I think I'd be a better driver but do you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm a parent. I don't want him to hurt. I, I don't, I want him to live. He has a call on his life. And my Lord, let's all stop texting and driving. I'm a mom now. Like, I have seen more people run red lights in the last three years than I ever had in my entire life. And it's because people aren't paying attention. People are not. They are so self-absorbed and sending their message or doing their busy because of anxiety that we all live at, inflammation in our bodies. We're all at this chronic stress place we need change. We need to surrender and take a break, but we don't want to suffer. We don't want to hurt. 
So as I'm saying, we got to redefine what safety is in light of relationship, friends, because life is about relationship. Yes, I can do my best to buy a car for my son and, and you know, put as much padding in. And But even then, even then, right? That's the truth. And if we all can get that place, we're really vulnerable. All of us are uncovered. All of us have an exposure that we go, I don't, ooh, and that's why we control that's why we obsess about our body. That's why we neglect our body. That's why we eat to hide or we eat thinking it's going to save me. If I can eat clean enough, I'll feel safe enough. I'll feel in control of my life. And really God's been saying all this time, someone needs you to lose control. Because it isn't until we lose control that we actually can know what's really going on in us. And nothing can change if it's not accepted that, wow, this is really in me and nothing will uncover that more than the loss of control Hi, all right you got uh, sadly you guys i have i'm getting my phone i'm getting no i have no it's showing that there's like 70 people here but i see nothing so sorry for whatever reason i don't know if you're saying anything if you're talking sorry that's weird usually i can do that with you so i'm just gonna keep going tell i hope you can stick with me because i'm going to get land the plane that god What's being God, what it means to be safe in God, okay? So we need a redefinition. Uh, as I was saying, it's relational. So relationship will mean you will have pain. So when we say, is God safe? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> yes, he is safe. That's why we need a redefining of what safety means. The word salvation it is to say you're safe. You have been saved. You are safe from a life of void of love, a life that's void of um, a presence of God, a life that's void of belonging. You're, you're saved from that orphan mentality. I have saved you. You do not have to think or live that life anymore. You are mine now and forever. There is an eternity and we get to partner with God for it. Or we can say, no, thank you. And really the definition of hell to me is life apart from God. You get what you want. If you don't want to know God here, why would you want to know him there? And the hell is really just a void of love. It's a void of relationship. It's a void. It's vacuous. It's nothingness. And then all other, all other uh, interpretations. But to me, I know. And that, that is the greatest definition of what life apart from God is. It's, it's hell on earth. Where life with God, relationship, will bring some suffering. Because we are on earth. Because of sin. Now, God does not hurt us, but hurt will come to us because we do not fight flesh and blood. There's principalities. There's God. People hurt people. And like I said, if you don't want to be hurt, then box yourself up from people. And a lot of you, I know a lot, a lot, a lot of overeating, um, body dysmorphia, all the focus and trying to control our bodies has a lot to do because somebody didn't love you. Truth. Somebody let you. Somebody was not, did not give you the safety that you needed. So you turned to comfort of food. Something the world creation itself. We turn to creation rather than creator God to try and comfort us. So 
in relationship with God, we are safe. We are saved from this, this, this kind of more of a mental torment. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't have to think this thought. No, I can rewrite this script with God. God had a higher purpose for suffering. And here's the truth with suffering in with God never gets the final say. It never, ever gets the final say. That's a redefinition of suffering. You will suffer. You will have hunger. You will have, uh, you will be slighted. You will have somebody say something that hurts your feeling. That's just going to happen because we live in and on this world that's fallen and it's not safe. But God saves and says, come here. Before you slide down that mountain of insecurity and relegating yourself into a hopeless place, come to me. I will tell you the truth. I will save you. I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new thought. So we might be out for a minute, but we're not down. Or we might be down for a minute, but we're not out. So we might feel like we're dying, but it never gets the final say. Suffering never gets the final say with God. I said that before, uh, if you were at the Rev on the Road, North Carolina, that things do seem to fall apart in God. But I've always known my history with him, as they fall apart, it's because he's rebuilding something better every single time. Can I get an amen? Look at the history of your life. For everyone who's lost something or someone, there's something. If you stay in faith, God rebuilds something in us. He rebuilds hope and faith. And eternity comes more alive in our heart because earth tried to steal what's already been planted in us. And that's eternity and a hope and a future. This has everything to do with God saving us now to get us to that final place of whatever call we have on our life. And remember, let's keep in mind, we tend to think very earthly. The high point of life is not me being married in a happy marriage, having a lot of money with a perfect body, uh, with a perfect romance. That's all very very me focused and very earthly based. God says, I'm going to need you to think higher. I know those are great things and I want you to enjoy them. And I give them to you and I'll take away. Because if you start to worship or put your value, affection and worth in those things more than me, I'm going to take them away so that you will be more you. Because you needing a perfect body or you needing more money is not true. It's just not true. And so if we play with that enough and entertain it enough in our mind that it becomes our truth. God, a good father goes, I'm going to take that away. It's going to hurt. I'm going to take it away so that you will know that I am God. That you will know who you really are because you are not your stuff. You are not your belonging. You are not your body. You are not your marriage. You're not any of that. You're mine. So that's the tension of the suffering because we go, "Ah, I don't want to suffer. That's going to hurt. We just grab our security blankets and say, no, God, don't take that away. So God is safe. He's already saved you and he's sanctifying you. And this thing is going somewhere because as I said, he's the God of change. He's changing. He's continually to evolve and form and shape our hearts so that the life and the world around us can look more like heaven on earth. Um. 
There are a few things I want to talk about though with being safety. Now these are practical things for people that go, I just want to ask, did you, you got to ask that question. Did I ever, do I feel safe? Did I feel safe in my home growing up? I had to sit with the Lord and realize that I didn't have that in my, in my youth. Now some of you did fantastic. I pray, I pray that my children are getting it in this home here, but some of you didn't have it. You did you never felt safe. And there's actually a great book that I'm reading called Childhood Disrupted. And it talks about chronic, unnecessary, toxic stress. It's cuts, like childhood cuts that we receive. You lived in a home that was never stable. You didn't know. It was unsafe. People were fighting. There was addiction. There were words said. You're trying to earn affection. Um, relationship was leveraged. You had to do this in order to get that, right? Like that's just like the fallen world we live in. And so that chronic level of is everything okay today? Am I going to be okay today? Can I rest today? Can I be myself today? That's a constant level of anxiety which leaves us inflammation on the inside which causes later on in life we see sicknesses, autoimmune disease, different arthritis, different things that pop up in our life because we were unpredictable. We didn't know chronic unpredictable toxic stress. Mom's mad again. Dad's mad again. I did that wrong yet, right? And without... That's why the Lord says, teach them up in my ways. Teach them the way they should go. And when they're older, they will not depart. So the sooner you can grab onto this truth, teach it to yourself, teach it to your kids, you can turn the tide of a generation. One yes changes a thousand generations. I'll say that till I die. One yes. And so this chronic stuff is inside of us and it causes us to be hurt kids, hurt people, hurting but we can heal from it. We can, but here's the thing. It has to be okay for you to feel again. So this is my first point. If you're saying, uh, God, is God safe? Yes and no. The first thing you're going to need to learn to feel your feelings again, that it's safe to feel your feelings. It's safe to feel. So if you're someone, this is where it goes back to, I've been doing a lot on meditation and stillness. If you're someone who constantly goes and you can't sit still and you can't be in your own thoughts and you always have to, and so you're always, there's something in your hands, always something to do, you will never be able to reach that transformed place, that spiritual reformation, transformation, mind, heart, body, spirit, if you can't learn to sit and feel, to feel what you're feeling. It's safe to feel. We have to be like, it's safe. Um, you might even need to hug a pillow as you're feeling this. But I'm telling you, these are baseline. In order, if you're going to do this movement with us, you're going to join this movement coming out soon. This is the safest community ever. It's going to be messy, but you're going to need to go, all right, I'm going to have to get present to myself. Or, hey, listen, I bless you. Do go. There's another workout plan or something else out there that might not ask the depth of you that I will here because the good stuff is in the deep. It's safe to feel. The next thing, it's safe to remember. Like you got to have the memory again. Think about it. And all this comes down to a place of being able to sit and think. Think about what you're thinking about. Feel your feelings. So this is that meditation place. Can I read to you? Um, let's see. Uh, this is from that book, Childhood Disrupted, but it talks about um, medi meditation and what it does. Now this is science is proving this. So science is catching up with the Bible. Um, it talks about the benefits of being able to just sit and be still, to sit, breathe, and think about the thought. Think about what you're thinking. Feel what you're feeling. 
Okay. So when your husband does the thing, it's really not about the thing. I did this last night with myself. I promise you it works. My emotions were spiraling and I went into my garage and I had to just feel what I was feeling. Void of blaming my husband. I just felt what I was feeling. Okay. I feel this. I feel this is my fear. This is my sadness. Where that, And then just begin to feel it and the presence of the Lord comes upon. And I promise you, he renews fast. He'll give you truth that displaces the lie. So I'm not just taking my thoughts captive. I'm actually putting them on trial and going, hey, okay, what is this? But I have to be silent. I have to practice silence. And I told you, I wanted to get to people that we practice the silence before there's a crisis. But for now, some of you right now feel like you're in a crisis. Well, silence. But it says this in the book, says, although physicians can prescribe many medications that can dampen the activity of the sympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system is your uh, doing. It's your activity. It's running. It's stress. It's it's the activity. It's the raised heart rate, um, the hormones that get sent out. It's the active part of yourself going, going. It's the gas pedal of your body, your, your systems. That's your sympathetic nervous system. So when we have these feelings and people feel anxious, what they do is often in, med- in the Western world, we go, oh, take this medication. It will help dampen that stress anxiety in you. It'll just dampen it down. So basically, it'll just help you take the foot off the gas pedal a little bit. Or your gas pedal will still be going, but we'll, we'll, we'll disengage the um, ignition so it won't ramp up anymore. So if you push down hard on that pedal, it's still going to hold. It's kind of like a governor. Anyone rented a car that goes, you know, it governs. It won't go over 60 miles per hour. That's what medication will do to our bodies. It just has the ability. Okay, so... There is medication that can dampen the activity of the sympathetic nervous system, including Valium and SSRIs. I don't know what that is. SSRIs. I'll look it up. There is no medication that can help you to boost the parasympathetic nervous system. That's the brake pedal of your life. That's the, okay, let's take a minute. Let's reason. Let's think this through. Let's not panic. Let's not assume that this is going to end terribly. Let's not be tragic in our thinking. Let's not be absolute in our thinking. Let's take a minute. Let's put the gas pedal on. There is no medication that can help to boost the parasympathetic nervous system. Your breath is the best calming treatment known. Your breath. And I cannot, nothing's more powerful than silence where I can hear my breath. To establish a daily meditation practice is important to start with an attitude of unconditional friendliness towards yourself and give permission for the meditation, the stillness, the silence, the reflection of what am I thinking about. Give permission to the meditation experience to be whatever it is. There is no medication. There is nothing that can boost our resting self other than be still and know. Be still and feel. Be still. Remember. Be still. Come on. Is God safe? Yes, because this is his point. He wants to get you to this place. 
Will you get hurt? Yes. Will it pass through God's hand? Is God in charge? Yes. Does he know the next hurting thing that's coming down the line? Yes. Is he going to give it, allow it? Yes. Why? Because it will drive you into more healing, into more increase in a posture of peace. Romans 14 says that the kingdom is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a matter of that. It's not a matter of what to eat or what to drink, but of righteousness, peace, and joy. God wants to give us that. It's safe. You are safe. So I really want to see you in this challenge with us. I hope to see you in the challenge with us. The book will walk you through, but the first thing you got to establish in your heart is God is safe. Yes. And this is going to hurt a little bit. I know. I'm not popular. I'm sorry. Uh, the food apps, the counting calories, it's easier. It's easier, but it won't set you free. So I ain't going to sell you a bill of goods. I'm giving you the real deal. If you want to transform your life from the inside out, not be the same person and become that person that you know inside of you that is there and is buried alive in all the cuts, childhood, continuous, unpredictable, unpredictable, toxic stress, the wounding, the pain, whatever. You want to find that woman, find that man, unbury him, resurrect him. Come into the movement. I promise you. Get the book, Amazon.com. I'll put it in the link um, at therevelationwellness.org slash book. Get it, share it, tell somebody, get them to uh, get in on the movement. You will know more on September 1st. Actually, on Monday, I'm going to send out a little bit of a, a post to let you guys know the motivation behind this and why I feel this is um, more real and on time than ever before. This is the season. It's a harvest. It's a good season. It's a season of abundance. All right. Well, I have no idea what you said because I can't read anything, but I will pray. <laughs> it's so weird. I see you all here and we're still registered. There's people here. Um, but let me pray and then um, I will maybe come back on the page later and see if I can see the posts. And I'll turn this into a podcast tomorrow so you can share it with someone. So Lord, thank you so much. God, yeah, are you safe? Yes. Do we suffer? Yes, God. Uh, thank you, God, that you make all things new. Thank you with you that everything ends good. And if it's not good, it's not the end. Lord, um, I ask for hearts of courage. God, hearts that, um, I ask for eyes that are awakened to go, yeah, I just, I'm ready for more. I'm, I want to go deep. I'll, I'll take a breath. I want to learn to breathe underwater, God. I pray that you would give people the courage for this healing time on the earth. That your your people, people that say, I love God, um, Lord, would be well. That they would get healthy and be well, Lord. They would stay whole even as the world starts to fall apart. As things seem to become undone, Lord. That you are undoing to redo. You are um, going back to go forward, God. And that whatever we lose is only and always for gain. There is greater and there is more. So, God, give us a picture of the kingdom. Uh, we repent of our pride of wanting to know and wanting to control and wanting to be safe. God, I thank you that you love the desire for safety. You've put that in us, that you are our high tower. You are our strength. You are our shield, as David could say that, God, over and over and over as he was running for his life, Lord. Thank you that David knew how to rest. David knew how to praise. David knew how to, to be still and know. We want that in our own lives. 
for us and for our children and our children's children. Turn the tides. We receive that the wind is on our back and the sun is on our face for such a time as this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. (sighs) Goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out a little bit. I'll see you, uh, I don't know when. We'll see you when. Sometime. Next week. Maybe. Keep your eyes open on your emails. Bye.